Jam Session is a podcast where two guys who grew up in Dallas-Fort Worth discuss sports, craft beer, life, and their experiences living in one of America's most vibrant cities. If you love sports, you're going to love this show. If you love craft beer or you're curious about it, you'll love this show. Great conversations with good friends is what Jam Session is all about. Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. You're listening to the Jam Session Podcast. I was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. With Cowboys insider... What's your name? Jean-Jacques Taylor. That's my name. Radio personality and craft beer expert, Matt McLaren. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. And now, the Jam Session Podcast... It is indeed Jam Session. Subscribe, rate, and review. Hang out with us for a while right here on the Jam Session podcast. Sponsored, as always, by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you have time for healing and renewal. Also sponsored by Hector Flores with Modern Woodmen of America. They are a fraternal financial organization that will help you plan for you and your family's future. But right now, the moment we've all been waiting for has arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. What up, Doc? I would be the non-sexy one, Matt McLaren, and this is Jam Session, the podcast, version 156, asking simply that you prepare to be dazzled. If not entertained. And my God, were we tonight. And we've got it all. The Dallas Cowboys are 5-1, and one, a thrilling 35-29 overtime victory at Gillette Stadium in New England. And I'll just start it off the top with a quick fact. That's the first time the Dallas Cowboys have won in New England since 1987. Dude, you know what I remember about that game? Is that I was in the Ohio, the Lantern newsroom at Ohio State, and Herschel Walker went about 60 yards up the middle of the field for a touchdown. Nice. How about that? Yeah, I mean, that was a long time ago, and, and we're going to get into all this, what the win means, where they're at now, what it means going into the bye week, the, the ups and downs of a wonky, wild roller coaster of a ride tonight. And you can probably hear it a little bit in my voice. And it is true. I went bonkers a couple of times. Secret audio of a Cowboys homer. We will have that for you on our next episode of the podcast that will be available for you on Wednesday. So be looking forward to that because I mean. Oh, that's going to be off the chain. Yeah, there's some good stuff. I mean, there, there's some, there, especially at the end, the roller coaster of the Diggs pick six followed immediately by. <laughs> the, I can only imagine. The busted KZ coverage. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. But that'll be on our next podcast. But right now, you know, we do want to tell you uh, about a couple of our sponsors who helped to make this possible. And, of course, Greening Law, as I've been telling you guys about them for a long time now, three months, actually, because that's when I was hurt in a car accident. It was three months ago. I called the attorneys at Greening Law, Robert Greening and his green team, 972-934-8900. Told them what happened to me, told them what I went through. They brought me on, and I've been working with them ever since. And I'm telling you this, they, they always talk, like their little tagline is, they fight your legal battle so you have time for healing and renewal. And the reality of it is, it's been three months and, and my back and the stuff that I'm starting to do now, it's finally starting to feel like it did before the accident. And they've been handling everything while I've been working on all that. Well, the best thing that they do 
from what you've been telling me and from what we've heard is that they handle all the questions that you didn't even know you're supposed to ask. They yeah. handle all the stuff that you didn't even know you were supposed to handle. And I think that's why it's it's worth the cost. Oh, absolutely worth the cost to pick up the phone and give them a call because it, cost a, it, it doesn't cost anything to pick up the phone, bro. It doesn't. It's absolutely free. The consultation is 100% free. So what are you waiting for? Give them a call. And they don't get compensated unless you get compensated. That's the only way that it works. 972-934-8900. 972-934-8900. It's Robert Greening, Office, Dallas, Texas. And of course, Hector Flores, as we mentioned, he's with Modern Woodmen of America, a fraternal financial organization. You can give Hector a call if you've got financial questions. 940-453-3490. Does not cost anything to meet with Hector. Not a thing. You can meet with them, lay out, here's what I've got. I don't understand what 401k means. I don't understand what stocks and bonds are. I hear this diversify your portfolio. Hector, what do I do? I don't know. And Hector will lay it out for you and help you to plan for you and your family's future. You know, as we've discussed, man, it can be scary if you're in your mid-20s trying to figure out how to prepare for retirement in your 50s or 60s. And it can be just as scary if you're a dude like me in your mid-50s trying to figure out, yo, I ain't got that many earning years left. What approach do I need to take? The thing about Modern Woodman and Hector is they can tell you a bunch of different routes to take and a bunch of different ways to get it done. And to me, it's that versatility and flexibility that's the key. It is. And it's fantastic. The fact that you can, again, kind of get with him and, and go through some things doesn't cost anything to meet with them. But you need to give him a call. 940-453-3490. Modern Woodman of America. It's this whole thing where they it's a unique combination of business and giving back to the people they serve, which is a continuous cycle of positive community impact. It's a really, really cool thing that they do. I would give Hector a call. Let him help you help your family. Hector Flores. 940-453-3490. Let's get into this bad boy, man, because the Dallas Cowboys are 5-1. and one. They've won five consecutive games. They right now have a three-game lead in the NFC East as they head into their bye after a 35-29 overtime win on the road in New England. And I'll tell you this, this is a team you and I were kind of kicking this around a little bit. I got a bunch of tweets. I get it. I understand the fr- hell I was frustrated at times through this game. But to me, when you look at a team that committed 12 penalties for 115 yards, went three of 13 on third down, turned the ball over twice, went two of five in the red zone and walked out of a road NFL environment with the win. That to me is a sign of a team that that's like the mark of a team that can win. And I don't mean just a game. This is a team that can win some serious games later in the year. Now, I think the thing is, man, it was as gritty a win as I've seen from this team in the last few years because the adversity that they faced, they had every opportunity to just kind of say, well, today's not our day. We've created all these mistakes. It's just not our day. We're still 4-2. and two. We're still straight. We're still going to win the East. It's all good. But instead, man, They just kept swinging and swinging and swinging. And it's wins like this when it ain't your day and everything's going against you that if you can find ways to win, dude, it builds up so much confidence that you can draw from later, just like putting money in the bank. You go to the ATM and pull it out. Yeah, and I I think that's one thing that's very, very important for people to try to understand here. Was it ugly? Yeah. Were they better than the Patriots? I think that was obvious. Should it have been that close? No. But again, you're talking about going up against Bill Belichick. We're talking about going up against all this. 
and I know that it's a different team and it's a different year, but a franchise that just historically has struggled up there. We've seen the last couple of times this Cowboys team have gone up there. The idea, and they talked about, this is a big win for this team. They keep all that momentum. They now can look at it and go, man, we can beat Belichick. We, we're, we're, we're knocking people off left and right, and we can beat Belichick. Dude, I told you, man, the game, it was a benchmark game. And, you know, I argued with Tad Prescott about this the other day when I went and did a show with him yeah. over in uh, Arlington about is a benchmark game. He goes, no, they're all benchmark games. I go, Tad, I love you, bro. But they're not all benchmark games. They're not all built equally. Some are built differently than others. And this one was built differently than others because it was Belichick. It was New England. It was all the championships. It was all of that stuff that makes them a great team. What did we talk about last week? It's can the young champ knock off? I mean, can the new champ or the challenger knock off the old champ? Can he do it? Can he knock him off and, and put him out and end his career? And they did that tonight. Doesn't matter if they won by a decision. They did it tonight. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. And and a few of you tweeted in. Like I got this one tweet. Come on, man. They need to fix their goal line offense. It ain't good. Apparently they aren't physically ready either. Somebody else that that kept tweeting in about how poor this team was. Oh, here it is. They aren't mentally ready yet to be a legit contender. They'll lose this game because of that. You know, and this is all the stuff that happened and and it was tight early on. And again, the reality of it is I to the person that tweeted that in, I would say, I think this proves, this game proves they're mentally ready to be a legitimate contender. I think people forget that every every season that's worth talking about comes with adversity, man. Every game has some adversity in it. You're not going to play your best football every week. You're just not. And so they didn't play good today, but they found a way to win. Because check this out, Matt. We can go through a whole lot of games where they didn't find ways to lose. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And then they found a way to win tonight. And was it pretty? Hell no, man. Like I said, I mean, yes, the, the penalties were a concern. And, and somehow time and time and time again, even early on in the game where they, were, they would be driving and it would go from first and 10 to first and 20 because of a hold or some boneheaded play that the offensive line was doing, really. And then Dak would find a way to convert it. And then right there at the end of the game, you're like, okay, this is important. And then Connor Williams, the double whammy, gets called for holding and unsportsmanlike conduct. And instead of first and 25, it's or first and 10 or whatever, it's second and 25. You know, and, and all these are third and 25, actually. And so they, they just kept overcoming. And I cannot believe they overcame all the mistakes. I mean, mistake after mistake after mistake. And the wild thing is, 12 penalties for 115 yards, you win the game. They went three for 13 on third down. Not only won the game, three for 13 on third down, they punted once. (laughs) That's because they were moving the ball in chunks, man. Um, It was a weird game because every time it looked like they were, oh, they're ready to seize control of the game, something bizarre happened and they didn't do it. But I keep telling y'all, that is the hallmark of a really good team. It didn't go right for you. And you find a way to get it done. Uh, that to me, man, the grit part right there—that that's one of the most impressive wins we've seen, bro. Yeah, I think that this is an extraordinarily underrated aspect of it, and it's hard to paint this brush. And I get it—the the frustration in the moment that people will allow themselves to kind of go a little crazy on. I think gets to you from time to time. And we always talk about this. You know, it used to be this way: if Dak would make a pass, that wasn't that great. 
And the reality of it is, man, you look around the league, and I can tell you this for a fact, Kansas City wishes it could have figured out a way to win some of the games that they've lost this year. You know, they found out, they found a way to win today against Washington. But there are teams all across the, the league, not every win is pretty. Not every wow. win is the way that you want it to go, but the reality of it is, I mean, hell, New England won a couple of their Super Bowls on last second field goals. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It, it, at the end of the day, the win is the thing. All that matters in the NFL is you got the win. That's all that matters, man. And this was a hard one to get. I mean, it started off hard. It ended hard. It was hard in between. But you learn so much from going through that type of adversity, man, that you can draw on later. And to me, that's the best thing. And now they got a bye week, man. And to me, they're really poised to run off a few more. You know, because they are a really good team. Yeah, and, and I think what we saw today is the offense is on. And, and Romo, I mean, my God, it, Romo was just salivating watching this offense. And you know, he wishes, he wishes. Right, like, yes. Was, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, damn. I mean, I was, I was straight yeah. in 2014, but yeah. this thing right here, this is a different kind of beast. You know, and he kept talking about that, and it's true. I mean, this offense is so good. It has so many weapons and has an elite quarterback navigating the whole thing that they can, they're never out of it. They, they can virtually overcome any situation, which is what we tried. We spent the entire damn last couple of years on the radio and on the podcast trying to paint the picture that if you could just get a competent defense, doesn't have to be great, doesn't even need to be top 15, just be average, competent defense, you're going to win a lot of games because this offense is a machine. And you know what happened tonight? Bill Belichick, which some people believe is the greatest defensive mind in the history of football. Bill, right. Be you know what Bill Belichick decided to do today? He said, stop Zeke. Let's not let them yeah. run all over us like we've seen them been able to do the last couple of weeks. They held the Cowboys today to under four yards in attempt, 122 yards on 31. Dak Prescott picked them apart at will because you can't stop both. And dude, here's the quiet part, bro. Here's the quiet part. Cedric Wilson's becoming a playmaker. Dude, that catch he had on that fourth and four saved the damn game. I mean, that was – I don't know if y'all realize what a tough catch that was. Twisting – I mean, it's like something off of, off of Simone Biles' routine. You know, twisting, spinning, turning, go catch the ball over your head, outstretched arms. And then, you know, yeah, I mean, the DB made a good play on the uh, one that he dropped in the end zone. But he's becoming a playmaker. Noah Brown had two catches of more than 20 yeah. yards. And how about this? To me, man, this is the epitome of Dak Prescott and why the offense works and why it's going to be – I mean, they'll play a bad game or two this year, but for the most part, it's almost unstoppable, is Cedric Wilson got hurt, right? They brought in their sixth receiver, and Dak goes to him, I'm a deep ball. Yeah, the now, they Malik, didn't complete it. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't complete it, but the fact that he's like – Oh, that's where the read took me. I don't care that this dude has never played a snap, so to speak, in the offense. I'm going there. That's what makes them tricky and hard, man. They'll go anywhere with the ball. Yeah, I mean, it's insane because you look at this and Dak completed passes to four different receivers. Of those four receivers, five of them had four or more catches. Said Cedric Wilson had four for 42. Amari Cooper, 5 for 55. Dalton Schultz, 5 for 79. Zeke, 7 for 50. And CeeDee Lamb, 9 for 149 with the two touchdowns. And, of course, obviously the game winner there. The, it, it just became when you have an offense who can literally take what the defense gives you 
and spread the ball around. Or as we have seen, I mean, they've won games in this five-game win streak where Dak was barely throwing it. They didn't do anything in the passing game. They ran all over people. It, it, you have to pick and choose. How do we want to get beat today? And New England said, let's see if Dak can beat us, and Dak did. You know what, man? That's actually um, a, a great point because what happened in, in Tampa, Tampa's like, nah, you're not running today. Mm-hmm. And and they they had they threw all they threw the ball around there and came uh, within the time ready to come back and win in the game. The next four opponents were like, nah, bruh, we're not gonna have y'all throwing it all around the yard on us. We'll play too deep. And so they ran it for two hundred yards in three of the last four games. And you're right, man. They come up today and New England made a conscious effort to stop the run. Yeah. And uh they were like, Okay, cool. We'll just keep attacking the seams and stuff and Dak ends up with 445 yards passing and three touchdowns. Yeah, man. And, and, and one of the wild things about all that to me is CeeDee Lamb still puts up a number. And they kind of talked about that on the broadcast, and I think we know that. But this isn't one of those things where Dak feels like he has to force the ball to anybody, which is why Schultz is starting to put up numbers. It's why Cedric Wilson had four catches today. He has no problem. He has become so good at being able to read and know what the play is going to be and no matter who it is, of finding ways to get all these different guys the ball without feeling like you have to force it to somebody because, oh, you're CeeDee Lamb or, oh, you're Amari Cooper. No, but that's 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 Dak, Amari, and Zeke setting the tone. Mm. That's them saying, we're not afraid to let my boy get down because it's all about winning. And we at some point, we're all going to have the big game. We're all going to have the, press, the post-game press conference because we're all going to be that guy on a given week. And if you can cheer for everybody else, man, it, it helps. Yeah, and you look at it, you know, you mentioned the 444 yards, or excuse me, 445 yards passing that Dak had. That is his sixth highest career total. And the interesting thing about it as well is he threw it 51 times. And you and I have talked about this before. Generally speaking, when you throw it that many times, it's a ref, it's the Cowboys are losing. He it's threw a losing it, number. He threw it 58 times in their loss to Tampa Bay earlier this season. That is just the second time the Cowboys have won when Dak has thrown it 50 or more times. Now, granted, that's just the sixth time he's done it in his career, but they're now two and four. The other one, the other win, also an overtime game, the 29-23 Philadelphia overtime game. Yeah, I remember that one too. Yeah, that was Um, 2018 in December. This was a huge win to me, bro. It just was. And uh, I think they're going to live off of this one for a while. I think this is a a signature win, a turning point win, a win that lets you know this season's going to go deep into January. I don't know how far, but I think it's going a few places, bro. It is, man. It's extremely exciting. I think a lot of people are going to start buying into this team now. And the reality of it is, when you look at what they have coming up, you do have the buy. You go on the road to Minnesota. Then you've got Denver and Atlanta before you get to the Chiefs. And, And... I I have no idea what to think of the Chiefs at this point. They won today against a really bad Washington team, but their defense is horrible. Pat Mahomes is making throws that it feels like we haven't ever seen him force. I mean, he is throwing some. You want to watch and get mad at a quarterback forcing ball. I mean, go watch some of the throws Pat Mahomes has had this year. Like, what? how is an MVP Super Bowl winning quarterback making throws this way? But we'll see. I mean, that's still a month down the line. But I don't know, man. You look at this and you start getting into this vibe – you know, Denver lost again today. They've now lost three in a row. Minnesota earlier today had a tough one, but they were able to pull it out. I think that game went to overtime, too. That was a real close game against Carolina. So they've won two in a row, and they're now back to 500. Atlanta, I don't know. But again, 
the, you should win your next three games. I mean, honestly, you're, you're going to be the better team in the next three games. Yeah, but they were the better team today. And you That's saw true. how hard. That's true. You saw how close they came to losing because of the mistakes that they made. And so, you know, again, um, well, I was talking to Tad Prescott and Clarence Hill and uh, Nathaniel Prescott, Dak's dad, his program last Thursday. And, you know, Clarence was like, oh, they should win all their games up until Kansas City. And yeah. Dak was like, yeah. And Tad was like, yeah, they should do this. And I was like, I get what you're saying because they're the better team. But it's rare that you see an NFL team play their best game every week. And so they'll lose to somebody that you're like, how did they lose to them? And because that team, you know, played really well and Dallas didn't play its best game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the other thing is as you win more, other teams get geeked up to play you more. And so you get their best effort, their most concentrated effort. They got special stuff for you because of their respect level for you, and it's just harder to win. Uh, now, that being said, in, in all full disclosure, I did pick them to go down against Minnesota, and they all laughed at me. Yeah, at this point, I, 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 I don't know, man. I'm trying not to be super cowboy Homer Matt, but it's really no. just based on what I've seen this year, it's hard for me when I know a team is better, especially with what we saw tonight, because if, yeah. I, if they had lost tonight, I'd be like, well, you know, with, and, and we're, trust us, we're getting into some McCarthy here in a bit. But if I was like, man, this team undisciplined, the 12 penalties, a couple of turnovers, yeah, you got some takeaways again on defense, and that's great. You had the block punt, fantastic, but you couldn't get out of your own way. And the fact that they kept overcoming and kept overcoming, I, I mean, they're going to have to have a really off game to lose one of these teams. And I'm not, I'm not talking like Arizona or Kansas City or even Vegas. I'm talking about Minnesota, Denver, Atlanta. One of those types of teams, you're going to have to have a really off day for those teams to beat you because you're better than those teams. This is true. And um, as we saw today, their offense can put so much pressure on you, bro, because the quarterback's playing at an insane level. That uh, I mean, I, I feel you and I get you. Um, but, you know, I'm scarred too. And that's probably where some of this comes from. But uh, – they're a damn good team, man, and their best players are cool dudes and guys you can rally around. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about it last year. This feels like it's got a special a special year to it. Again, I don't know how deep the run goes, but it feels like they're making a run this year. Yeah, and, and obviously there's some other teams around the league that feel that way that we'll get into. There, there's That's what's interesting about the NFC is the Cowboys are one of four five and one teams with green bay tampa and the los angeles rams and then the cardinals are just annihilating everybody they dude i was shocked by that today i mean they blew cleveland off the field they're six and oh kyler murray is is just, i mean he had another four touchdown passes today they are very very good and dallas gets to play them that'll be a fun one later in the year but that's way in the future but right now before we move on Let's tell you, of course, about some more of our fantastic sponsors. And we always appreciate when you guys get out and support our sponsors. They help make this podcast possible, which really means a lot to us. So if you get an opportunity, whomever it happens to be, if, if you can use them and, and support them, we really do appreciate that. And that, of course, includes Blue Star Motor Group. And I know, I get it. You may not be looking for a car right now. But I would encourage you at some point when it is time for you to look for a car or you start to think about, hey... I want to sell my car. Maybe it's not even for you. I mean, I'm a few years away from this, but at some point I'm going to have a child who's going to be old enough to drive. And and you start looking like that. Maybe it's for somebody else. Blue Star Motor Group and bluestarmotorgroup.com is the place where you need to make your first call. 
They'll take care of you. It's local. It's family owned. They want to give you a good deal. They want to make you happy. They're just good people that make good business. And you can give Deb a call, 817-881-4066. If you're looking for a vehicle, to me, you're, you're honestly, you're making a colossal mistake if you don't at least give them a call and check in. Dude, you have to because why, man? With Deb and Mike and Blue Star Motor Group, it's all about the win-win, bro. Yeah, they want to win the deal, but they also want you to win. And for me, that's all you can ask for, man. They want everybody to feel good at the end of the day. And it doesn't matter whether you're buying a car or selling a car. If you get a deal done with Deb, it's going to be good. It is. It is going to be good. So get to their website, bluestarmotorgroup.com. Pick something out for yourself. Give Deb a call, and you'll make it happen. It's that simple. They specialize in superior quality, Carfax certified, pre-owned vehicles of all makes and models, local, family-owned. Doesn't get any better than Blue Star Motor Group, my friends. Give Deb a call or shoot her a text, 817-881-4066. Let them know you heard about it on Jam Session. They'll get you taken care of. Do you hear that weird tapping noise? No. Do you have your? Did you move your phone again or something? Oh, yeah, because I just saw some breaking news. Yeah, we'll have to get into that. Okay. But I'm trying to figure out what that is. No. Oh, it went away. Did you just move the phone away? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's the phone. All right, cool. And now it's back. Yes. Okay, so it was. (laughs) God damn, I don't know how you hear that shit. Oh, trust me. Trust me. Everybody listening is going to go, yeah, I wondered what that tapping noise was. It just sounded like this little tap, 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 tap. Wow. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, uh, but I know it. It was driving me nuts. I was trying to ignore it, and I just couldn't handle it anymore. All right, so we continue forward to tell you. <laughs> you got to get over to Freeway Tire Shop, man. You know what? If, if you hear, I'm surprised Jacques even knows to take his car somewhere. <laughs> I mean, most of us would hear a noise in our car, and we'd be like, man, what's that noise? And you take it to JR. JR will be like me. He'll be like, oh, yeah, I hear it immediately. It's this, this, and this. <laughs> and JR will get you taken care of. And you'll know you can trust him and that he's doing the work that needs to be done for your car. That's what happens when you take it to Freeway Tire Shop. Hey, man, I go to JR and Freeway Tire Shop for one reason and one reason only. I trust my man, JR, man. I trust him to diagnose the problem with the car. I trust him to use quality parts to fix the problem. I trust him to get the job done at a fair price, and then I trust him to stand behind his work, man. He's done that consistently. I can't say enough good things about him, and that's why when any of my cars, yeah, I got a lot of them, have problems, I'm taking them to JR. So make it happen. It's JR and his crew. It's a local family-owned shop there just north of downtown Dallas. Freeway Tire Shop. He's a big podcast listener, man. Bring it up. He loves the Cowboys. You guys will have a great chat. And then, of course, he'll lay out the land for you and tell you exactly what you need to know about the work that will be need to be done on your car. Or, it, look, an oil change, a state inspection, whatever. Elite-level customer service at Freeway Tire Shop. You can schedule an appointment. Request a quote at FreewayTireShop.com. I imagine the breaking news that you were looking at is the Dak Prescott news. Now, don't freak out. Now, by the time everybody listens to this, you'll probably be aware. Dak Prescott strained his right calf on the last play of the game and is in a walking boot for his calf strain. Now, he says he feels fine. He felt a little something, and he could have kept playing if the game had continued. He didn't think it was a big deal, but they're going to get it looked at, of course, a little bit more in detail when they get back into Dallas tomorrow on Monday. So we'll see, but it almost is like, thank God the bye week is here. Thank God the bye week is here, brother. For real, for real. Because you would not want to be having to deal with that because this thing, 
I think, as we all know, this thing goes as far as Dak Prescott can take it. Oh, yeah, because he's a difference maker. Uh, whether it's making great throws, whether it's getting him into the right line, right play at the line of scrimmage, whether it's just being a calming influence on the team, uh, he is the guy, no doubt about it. We can all say he's an elite quarterback now. I mean, I don't care what, what your standard is. He's an elite quarterback. And uh, if, if your elite quarterback ain't playing, you got problems. No doubt. I mean, he, he is on a level. You know, a part of this, and we've talked about it, is the congruence with Kellen Moore and just understanding each other so well, having been around each other for as long as they have, where they're almost thinking with each other. And you just see that. You see that in the game. You see the confidence. You see the poise. There's no throw he cannot make. And nine times out of ten, it's exactly where it needs to be. Well, you know, the other thing, Doug, is look how many times, like, he threw the ball 51 times today. He didn't get sacked once, bro. Yeah, it's and, true. And uh, a lot of that was not a you – know, I mean, the offensive line did a good job protecting him. But he was under pressure several times. But he used his legs to escape pressure five, six, seven times, man. Got out there in the uh, in the right or roll or left and uh, found guys crossing. Made big plays out of that several times. And that's all about his mobility and maneuverability. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely impressive. You're talking about a dude who's completing like 74% of his passes – on this season, which is just insane. He's now over 1,800 yards passing. He has 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. That's a 4-1 to TD to INT ratio. And his quarterback rating is over 117. I mean, he, he is one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. And this is a dude you can win with. This guy can take him somewhere. Dude, I mean, I think that... Um you know, this this feels like a uh, – and, and I'm saying this as long as Dak is healthy, that it's just – he has such command of the offense. They got so many weapons. They're so versatile. He's in such sync with the play caller that – I'm just going to say it again, man. You can't waste this year. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm probably saying you, you at least have to be playing for a trip to the Super Bowl this year. Um, with this kind of offense, you know, the Cardinals are having a great year. Um, some other teams, whether it's Green Bay or the Rams, are also excellent. But you got a, you got a really great offense this year. You're not going to have all these pieces again together because Gallup will be gone next year. Maybe Dalton Schultz will be gone, whatever. While you got it this year, you got to take advantage of it, man, and make that deep, long run. Yeah, and you know, the flip side of this, as it pertains and, and kind of going into the bye, but you look at, we know how great this offense is, and they're, they're probably getting Michael Gallup back. They're going to get Lyle Collins back. Hopefully Tyron Smith is okay with the ankle. I mean, he came back and played after missing a couple of plays today, and that's what's wild is the level that this offense is on, and it's like, oh, oh, you mean they're, they're without one of their Pro Bowl offensive linemen, and they're without what many people believe is their third best wide receiver? Huh, didn't notice. And that's, that's what's wild about this offense and how just machine-like they are. The, the other side of this team is the defense. And again, we mentioned it already in this podcast. It, it, it was never about, oh, they have to have a great defense. It was have a competent defense. Well, tonight, they held New England to three of nine on third down. They had two more takeaways, including, of course, descended from heaven, built from another planet. <laughs> Greatest player of all time. I don't know. Trayvon Diggs with a pick six, his second of the season. He now has seven interceptions in six games, which I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't even figured out how to do that on Madden on rookie. Bro, 
Finally, we get the truth. No, but like, like literally, you know how you get picks like that on Madden is if you play as both teams and you purposely throw bad balls so that you can grab the other controller real quick and intercept it. Now, that's amazing, man. It's yeah, fake. Yeah. It's fake to have seven picks in six <laughs> games, and, and we're watching it with two pick sixes. Well, I told you when we talked about him last week, man, he's not dropping any. Most cats drop interceptions. You know, my friend Anthony Brown, he's dropped seven to ten over the last – I'm not even exaggerating, over the last three or four years. Trayvon Diggs, I haven't seen him drop one this year, bro. Like, and this was a difficult interception because it was yes. a bouncing ricochet carrying him off, off another guy's arm. Yeah. But he, but so it wasn't like this was an easy one. But it came to him. He secured it, and he was off to the races. It was just and, – and again – We'll have secret audio of a Cowboys homer coming for you uh, on our next podcast, and you'll hear my reaction because I just couldn't believe that. I mean, I absolutely – it's just Dude. insane. I mean, again, and I know I've said this multiple times, but every time he keeps getting these interceptions, I'm like, there's no way this happens. You're talking about – he has seven. There's 11 right. more games to go. He has 11 right. games to get four picks, and he would become the first player in the last 40 years of NFL games to have 11 interceptions or more. He's well, half. He's, feeling, he's halfway to night train lane, dude. And he's in the zone, so I'm like him. I won't tell you what he can't do, but here's the funny part, man. Um, I needed a charger for my phone because it was about to go dead, and so I left the game because it was going to a commercial, and I went back to get the uh, the charge, and I came in, and the house is going crazy. I'm like, what is all of this noise? And I see Diggs celebrating the end zone. I go, oh, my God. I missed the pick six by Diggs. <laughs> How crazy is that? Uh, but I was shocked that he got it, man. Man, it, it's just – it's incredible. And, and I know it's it just seems absurd. He's halfway to the NFL record with 11 games to go. And obviously, they didn't play 16 games back then. It's even more impressive. Night Train Lane, who had the 14 in 1952, the NFL record. But – I don't know. At this point, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to think. It's incredible. And then, of course, the play right after that, the 75-yard touchdown play that Mac Jones threw, where, I mean, Diggs played that perfectly. I mean, he, he did what he was supposed to do on that. Casey was playing too deep. And I, at one point, that's how come you could see Diggs, like, turn around, like, what in the hell just happened? Like, what are you doing? And then he turned around and went after the chase, and everybody was like, oh, look at what happened. Humbled him, humbled him. I had somebody tweet me. <laughs> Some guy tweeted that at me. He's like, oh, look at that. Diggs just got humbled. I was like, that was not on Diggs, guy. I don't know if you know, like, he was pushing the receiver to the inside of the field, which is the free safety supposed to pick him up and come down on that, and he didn't do that. Yeah, it was a, um, it was a bad play. It was an inex inexcusable bust at that point in the game, man. You just can't have it. Everybody's got to know what our role is and what we're trying to accomplish at that point yeah. in the game. Um, and so, you know, the communication gap is something that's got to be cleaned up uh, because it's only a miracle that it didn't cost you the game. It is. It's, it's absolutely amazing because Dallas takes the lead with that pick six from Diggs. Everybody's going ballistic. You're like, this is amazing. And then you turn around and you allow that to happen. And then <laughs> I still, I mean, Dak's getting to a point, man, where he's becoming one of those quarterbacks. I'm not Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady with him yet. But I'm, I'm of the belief if you give Dak a couple of minutes, like Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, is there time on the clock? Like, I don't right. even care. Like, is there any time? There's only 16 seconds. Right. Okay, well, Rodgers wins. Dak, I don't, I'm, I'm not there with him yet, but I'm like, if there's a couple minutes, which there was, I believe he'll get you down the field to give you a chance to at least kick a field goal. 
And that's what happened. And, and so, you know, you look at this defense, Randy Gregory, the last few weeks that we have seen, I mean, heading into the bye with no Tank Lawrence. I mean, he, he's the guy, man. He's the guy on the line now that teams have to worry about. And you wonder if Tank can come back and be healthy. They got to try to pick their poison. I mean, he had two sacks tonight. He had a tackle for a loss. He had multiple pressures. He was in the backfield time and time again. Hell, he almost had another strip sack on that one play where like a split second right before he was about to hit Mac Jones, Jones got rid of the ball, but he has been extremely impressive the first six games. Now what you're hoping for, what you're praying for, what you're pleading for is that Tank Lawrence comes back. Is the Tank Lawrence that you've seen play over the years. And all of a sudden you've got both those guys rushing outside and Michael Parsons rushing inside. And all of a sudden you got a pass rush. Man. Yeah. And here's the deal, bro. Like, you know, I, no different than a bunch of other people, going crazy when Tank Lawrence got hurt. Yeah. Well, now that you see what Randy Gregory's done, you see what the defense has done without Tank Lawrence, you're like, dude, if you need to come back in December instead of mid-November, come back in December. Yeah. Just be good when you come back. Have those fresh legs, and let's see what the pass rush can really do with those two guys coming off the edge. Yeah, man. And, and again – just absolutely to see Randy Gregory do this because we all kind of wondered what if and now we're getting the answer which is really cool to see Jerron Curse man that dude he has been as a random guy that you see that they pick up in the offseason you're like oh okay cool like whatever but I mean he's been an integral part of that defense he had a huge tackle for a loss tonight he had two quarterback hits and again, what I love doing is you go down the list of the playmakers and the guys making plays on this defense, and you see the ones, like, like obviously we know what Diggs does, and I know he was here last year, but Curse, Parsons, Keanu Neal, Basham, Casey, Golston. I mean, all these guys that weren't here last year that helped to remake this defense that are leading them in tackles and getting to the quarterback and getting tackles for a loss and breaking up passes that are leading this to be a defense that you can win with. But, dude, I think it's all about the guy who's setting it all up. Like, Dan Quinn yeah. showed up with a plan, man. Dan Quinn said, I need this kind of personnel, these guys to help me run the defense. And he's uh, he's rebuilt it and rebuilt it quickly, man. Uh, shows that coaching matters because until the busted coverage, I'm like, they've really played a really nice game. I mean, uh, you know, a short drive on the fourth down play. Early in the game just gives New England a short field. But outside of that, they gave up one touchdown until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not their fault that the offense hadn't separated by then like they should have. You know, so they, they've they really played well, man. I have a level of confidence in the defense to show up and put up a solid game that I haven't had in a long time. Again, I said solid game. Um, you know, and they did that for the most part tonight. I mean, that's all you need. All you need is a solid game. You don't need them to be some bonkers defense that is you can't move. The, you don't need to be the Georgia defense, essentially, when, right, right. when you're the Cowboys. You just have to be good and decent enough, I, I should say. And I think they are. And you look at it again. I mean, two more takeaways tonight. And, and I mean, they get to the quarterback. They don't do it all the time, but they do get to the quarterback. They get some pressure. They take the ball away. I mean, this is... You know, what is that now? 14 takeaways, I believe. And the Bills, of course, lead the NFL with 15. And, and they, they play tomorrow night against the Titans. So we'll see how that comes out. But 
I've been impressed. I've been really impressed with how much better the defense looks than what we saw last year that is a defense, again, that you can win with. Yeah, but, again, Mike Mike Nolan did an awful job last yeah, year. Yeah, he did. Jesus. But if you add this Randy Gregory that you see this year, you add Micah Parsons, you add this Trayvon Diggs, well, hell, Mike Nolan would have been a better coordinator this year just because he's had – the, those three are significant talent upgrades, even if we're talking about personal improvement. But, you know, the thing I love about this defense, man, and we've talked about it before, they got playmakers, man. Yeah. You know, New England's about to go up 21-7. They get that penalty that nullifies the touchdown. What happens the next play? Randy Gregory, like a, you know, yep. like shot out of a gun, off the edge, sack, fumble, Cowboys get the ball. It's a brand new ball game. You know, that's playmakers, man. Trayvon Diggs, he hadn't even had but one or two passes thrown in his direction the whole game. They hadn't thrown but about, I think, 14 or 15 passes at that point. Yeah. He hadn't really had any many opportunities to make a play. Boom, the ball comes in his direction, snatches it, off to the races, touchdown. Playmakers, man. Michael Parsons has been a playmaker all year. They got playmakers at all three levels, and when you got that, it's, the ball is going to find them, man, because they're playmakers. It's it's impressive, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. It, it's it's been an interesting ride tonight. Was interesting, and I, I know this isn't technically defense; it's special teams. But the block punt, I think you and I both like at the same time on Twitter. I was like, oh my god, they actually blocked a punt, bro! And like I, I I was trying, I was racking my brains. Like I do not remember the last time this Cowboys team blocked a punt, and then of course Archer put it up pretty quick. It had been six years. It was 2015 was the last time the Cowboys blocked a punt. But finally, Bones Fossil, they saw something. And, I mean, it that was like a – I almost thought he was going to take the ball off the guy's foot. It was such a blocked punt. Yeah, and, you know, my man Cooperstein, Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Mavs, was like, hey, is this a block clock being right twice a day or does Fossil get credit? And I, I, didn't, I didn't engage him there. But – now, he gets credit for that because that was an okay situation to go after a block, <laughs> you know? I mean, they were in their part of the field. You know, the risk-reward was fine, and that's all we ever asked for Bones Fossil. Can you just look at the risk-reward before yes. you make the play, man? Yeah, exactly. And the risk-reward there was fine. So, yeah, it was a good call. It was well executed, and he deserves all the credit he can get for that play. Yeah, and, and obviously we have the field goal bit. I get it. You know, Zerline – He's Greg the leg, right? So he, he hits his 30-yard field goal. You're like, okay, cool, cool. And then, you know, later on in the game, he hits his 45-yard field goal. You're like, there we go. That's what we need. But at 21 to 20, and, and we'll get into this here in a minute with the decision, but it's a 51-yard field goal, and I'm sitting there going, all right, leg, this is why they call you Greg the leg. <laughs> you know, and sure enough, it's wide left, and I'm just sitting there, and, and you'll hear my reaction. I didn't enjoy that, but again, okay, Regroup, 49-yard field goal, fourth and one. This is the game. You're either going to overtime or you lose. And he nails it, the 49-yarder. So three of four on field goals, the block punt. I, I, all in all, I don't know. I guess you give it a B in your grades or whatever you have to do. Well, they're already – well, I guess you'll already see them now on uh, – I can't remember what I gave them. I think I gave them a uh, – I can't remember. But, um, you know, I, I – Something happened on the one that he missed because NFL kickers usually don't miss a kick by 15 yards or 15 feet yeah, wide yeah. one way or the other. When they miss, they usually miss 
by, you know, a foot one way or the other. And so clearly something happened on, on that that messed up the play. Uh, but, you know, I've, I I put out a Twitter post, man, right before the game winner, like, what you, do you trust him? And that was about 50-50, man, because uh, yeah, I felt pretty good, though, that it would be close. I didn't know if he'd make it because it was still a long kick, 51 yards or 49 yards. But um, I just I, I figured it'd be a lot better execution on the play regardless of what happened. Yeah, it, that was unfortunate and, and frustrating. But all in all, special teams was solid. The defense made some plays and did what they needed to do. But we do have to have a couple of other conversations. And before we do that, we'll tell you, and again, if you haven't been out to Rockwall to pick up the Jam Session six-pack, you need to. I don't believe they're open on Monday or Tuesday, but check their hours. They open up later in the week. And Beer Geek Shop in downtown Rockwall, the Jam Session six-pack, I know it's cooled off there. It certainly has cooled off here. I mean, we were in the 40s. I think it was like 44 this morning or something here where I live. Oh. Yeah, which was awesome. I mean, it feels incredible. It's that time of the year. The leaves are starting to change. People get their pumpkins out. Halloween's two weeks away. Go get this Jam Session six-pack at Beer Geek Shop. It's six beers, all for the price of $19.99. There are two different pumpkin-style beers in it. There's an Oktoberfest in it. There's a hazy IPA. There's a white Russian stout. It's a very unique combination of beers that we put together. And if you've never had a pumpkin beer... I will be honest with you. They are very, very hit and miss. There are some really bad pumpkin beers out there. There are some very good pumpkin beers as well. The two that we put into this are good. I wouldn't have put them in. I would have been like, nah, we can't do those. Those aren't any good. <laughs> well, I, think the, I think the thing about the Jam Session Six Pack, man, I've said this all the time, it's great if you're a novice to craft beer because it introduces you to a lot, man. And if you're a veteran craft beer, it just tells you some places you should explore if you haven't and some styles you should explore if you haven't already done so. And so that's why it's a great thing, man, because it suits everybody. Yeah. And that's why y'all need to go out there and scoop it up. Yeah, it's local. It's family owned. They're wonderful people. It's, it's a cool area. So go check it out. Everything in the store is available in singles. The Jam Session Six Pack. Go try some of the most unique craft beer that we'll be able to put together for you. $19.99 for all six of the beers in the six pack. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Also, of course, you might want to go and swing by Smokey John's Barbecue. We've had several people over the weekend. I think we had two or three that reached out and were like, you're right. I finally went and did it. <laughs> Phenomenal. Like, I can't believe how good it is. It was awesome. Really enjoyed it. That type of thing. It is the Jam Session Bowl at Smokey John's Barbecue. If you haven't had it yet, you need to go try it. It is they're made from you get to choose. It's a bowl, obviously, jam session bowl, made from scratch mac and cheese or mashed potatoes. Top it with two meats of your choice. Then you can choose the toppings, shredded cheese, sour cream, onions, that type of thing. And then they're gonna drizzle the Smoky John's barbecue sauce over it. And you can only order it if you listen to the podcast because nobody else knows that it's available. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, man. The secret menu. There's nothing better than going in Smokey John's, ordering off the secret menu, and having people look at you with a quizzical look, going, "Where's that? Where's that?" Looking at the uh, menu on the on the wall there, and going, "I don't see that." Hey, what is that that he's got right there? What is that that she's got right there? I don't know. Ah, it's a beautiful feeling. It is, man. It's it's pretty. I don't know. It's pretty cool that you can go in and you kind of look around and if somebody else is there that listens and stuff and you goes, oh yeah, you got the bowl too. And everybody's like, what bowl? I don't see this. And you're like, huh, maybe you should listen to Jam Session Podcast, lady. 
You know, for sure, for sure. But check them out at Smokey John's Barbecue. And again, if, if you're like me and you don't live in the DFW area, you can still have a little Smokey John's. All you got to do is go to SmokeyJohns.com, click on Smokey's Market, and you can actually order their sauce or their rub, and they will right. ship it to you anywhere that you live. I mean, we've got a, Chris up in New York that listens, and he uses their rub all the time, and he lives in New York. They shipped it to him up there. Right. I think Dewan in Missouri has tried. That's right. Yeah. So it, it's all over the place, man. I've got some in my crib. So uh, try it. It's great. And remember, it's so good. Matt drinks it. There it is. It is. It's very, very tasty. It's Smokey John's Barbecue. Check them out. Support them. Another local family-owned establishment there just off of Mockingbird in Dallas. Oh, Mike McCarthy, my friend. Oh, Mike McCarthy. He's an interesting one. <laughs> he is an interesting one. And I've written down some, some things, and I know a lot of you that tweeted us, which, by the way, you, you can find us on Twitter, of course, at McMattRadio at JJT underscore journalist. Head-scratching things. Why is this happening? Now, you liked it, and I didn't like it. We actually disagreed on this. Well, that's cool. The first, um, fourth, and one that they went for from their own 35. Yeah, I just think that, and here's, this for me is a deal. B, okay, you know, I got a friend of mine who says this sometimes. And so she goes, just be who the fuck you are. And so... If that's what the Cowboys have been all year, we got the best offensive line. We got a running game that averages 200 yards a game. We got Zeke looking like he's back in 2016 form. We can go get a yard at the 35-yard line. Um, It's not traditional old-school football, but the fact that teams are going forward and analytics and all this stuff, to me, it wasn't a wild and crazy call. And McCarthy has been that kind of aggressive on fourth and one all year. And so I liked the. It didn't bother me at all, and I liked the fact that he made a quick decision, and they went for it. See, my thing, the reason why I didn't like it was because New England's offense is not very good, and I just felt like at that point in the game, at your own thirty-five, that's what New England needs to be able to score is short fields. And I, I, I liked if you had just punted it and pinned them, I don't think that they're driving the feel on you at that point in the game. Of course, maybe I'm wrong and they go four plays in 75 yards like they did in their second series. But, you know, I just thought at that point in the game, it's early. Your defense has been playing well for the most part this season. Like we just talked about taking the ball away, making some plays. The risk is you give New England a short field, which this is not a team that scores a lot of points. And sure enough, you know, it backfired on you, I guess, in hindsight. Right. But I, I didn't like it in the moment. I was like, man, don't do this because, again, short field possibility. I also liked it because I, I, I viewed it as a tone setter. And even if you didn't get it, it said, we hit a ball out, we hit a win, we hit a play, and uh, we're going to go do our thing. So I, I get it that it didn't work out. And, and after they score in four plays, I'm like, well, damn, that's not a good way to start. Overall, it didn't bother me. All right. So then you had the other ones, and I think a few of these were all obviously very strange. The <laughs> and, and this is where I think, okay, so you went for it on fourth and one at your own 35 early in the game. It's fourth and one with 242 left in the fourth quarter. New England's up by a point, and you decide to roll out for the 51-yard field goal. Now, you ended up missing it, and, and maybe if you had made it, who cares? But even at the time, and again, this is before we know the result, you're just kind of wondering, man, do you like your chances of converting a fourth and one, or do you like your chances of hitting a 51-yard field goal? You're talking about after Dax run down the sideline? 
Yeah, what, yeah, 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 that one there. It might, it might have been like almost fourth and two, but it was right there where they, they rolled. That was the one where they rolled out Zerline and he missed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think um, I probably would have kicked the field goal, but I thought about it like, should you go for it here? But I think at that point you're trying to take the lead, and so I was much more concerned that the the – okay, let me be honest with you, Matt. Let me let me get full disclosure. I was like, please make it so my score prediction twenty three twenty one can be true. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, nice. yeah, go for it. And I was like, no, 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 kick the field goal so I can be a genius Nostradamus. Uh, but it didn't work out for me on either tip. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like, but there was like what? There was two twenty four left. So right. you really thought? I didn't really think they were going for it because there was a legit one yard. It was. They hadn't it had was, six. Yeah. But they hadn't had – see, this is where we're going for it. Like, they hadn't had success with those plays either on the fourth – either on the goal line stand or earlier in the first half. And so I don't think he felt confident that that was the spot to go get it. And then, of course, the weird one that we're all, again, head-scratching, going, why? How do you not understand how the clock works? Is the timeout that he took after Zerline hit the field goal to tie it, or no, before he hit the field goal to tie it, instead of running the clock down to where Zerline kicks it, and if he makes it, you go right into overtime, for whatever reason, he calls a timeout. And so when Zerline kicked it, it gave New England 20 seconds left at the end of regulation if they wanted to, you know, to maybe try a miracle play or something, where I'm just going, what are you doing? You know, I'd be interested to know the answer on this because I wonder if for a split second he thought about going for it there and he said, we need enough time if we decide to go for it here because he missed the 51 yarder do we do we think he's gonna make it at 49 i just i just wonder if that was part of his thought process because initially i was like dude what are you doing yeah and then i was like i wonder if he if he considered going for it for just a split second he's like let me just take the time out so i got time to to think about it i don't know that i'm just curious i don't know man i i don't know because that's the only thing that makes sense I hope so. I, I hope that there is a sensible explanation for that because, I mean, again, it, it's one of those things where it just feels like we're all doing this going, what are you doing? Have you not played Madden? Mike, have you never in your life tried to win a game on Madden where you just want to kick the field goal and it goes straight to the final screen? Well, yeah, you just you don't want to give the team any right. chance at all. They're like, right. we're about to win it or lose it right here. It's on us. You don't get another, you don't, you don't get another crack at it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. It's just, he obviously does some weird ass stuff all the time. The flip side of that is he's the head coach of a five and one team. He made the decision to hire Dan Quinn. He made the decision. Maybe it was forced on him. Maybe it wasn't to allow Cullen Moore to do what he does. So he does do some positive things, but his game management at times, you just sit there and you scratch your head going, what the hell are we doing? Or what the fuck? (laughs) pretty much man I mean pretty much you know that's where we get to this next thing and and I I love this because the Cowboys are going to the bye unless you had something else about McCarthy that stuck out for you tonight no only his belly (laughs) god man (laughs) I'm just having I'm just having some fun man former fat people couldn't make fun of that well I'm trying to get him to go to soda oh are you well, not really, but that way I can cover up what I just said. Oh, it's fantastic, man. I don't know. Like, I look at this, and there's some things that drive me insane about, and, and I, I talk about this with any level of football. 
And as they get ready to go into week six, they're five and one. Literally just had somebody tweet at me the classic horseshit line. Wait till they play some good teams. And I always want to be like, again, what, like, what do you want teams to do? Be like, hold on a second. New England doesn't have a winning record, so can we swap them out for Arizona this week? <laughs> like, I've, I've, that, well, I've never understood this. Like, all you can do is play the teams that are on your schedule. Once the schedule comes out, well, they, they, they don't play anybody good. What do you want them to do? So if you're not playing anybody you, guy that tweeted me that, think is good, what do you want them to do? Beat them. What have they done? <laughs> They've beaten them. Dude, um, wins are hard to come by. We've seen it. We've seen the Chiefs lose three games, and people are like, how in the hell did they lose those three games? Right. Um, it's hard to win, man. So when you got a chance to win, you just you, you take it. You don't make no apologies for it. Now, you can play better or worse. And, you know, if you're not um, playing at a certain standard over a period of time, you will get beat and your feelings will get hurt. But, you know, I mean, it's, a win's a win, bro. No doubt. Um, you don't have to apologize for them. Again, you know, depending on how good your team is, you can style point it if you want to. But I think we're still figuring out how good this team is. And there may come a time in three weeks where we go, okay, it's good that you won, you know, 31-14. But we all know that you should have won 51-20. And if you keep playing like that, at some point – you're going to get your feelings hurt because um, somebody's going to get you. But I don't. I, I think maybe they're just at this point where we can style point wins yeah. a little bit. Uh, but before then, man, it's about stacking them. Yeah, I mean, look, they've beaten the Chargers. They played Tampa to within two points. Those are both good teams. The Eagles aren't any good. What'd they do? They walloped them by 20. The Giants yeah. aren't any good. What'd they do? They destroyed them by 24. Carolina's probably about average. What'd they do? They beat them by eight. New England, probably about average. They went on the road in New England and beat them. So I, I've just, I've never understood that this, regardless of the team, I mean, people do this in college football all the time. Well, I haven't played anybody. Okay, cool. So what do you want? Like, hey, we're not playing this week. Sorry. You know, we, we saw that we got the Vikings coming up next. They're not very good. So we'll just, we'll just go ahead and wait for Denver. Oh, they're not very good either. <laughs> well, if, if it's cool, we'll have four weeks of buys until we can play Kansas city. So clown asshole on Twitter will think we've played somebody. <laughs> and as Forrest Gump yeah. would say, that's about all I have to say about that. That's about all you need to say about that. <laughs> right. So there you have it. All right. We got to get into a little look around the NFL and where the Cowboys sit as they head into the buy. Because, again, as I kind of mentioned earlier, this NFC picture is fascinating, man. But keep in mind, at False Idol Brewing on Mondays, it's 15% off to go. Told you about that hazy IPA collab they did with Beer Zombies out of Vegas last week. You got to get over there, grab some of that collab, grab the new stout they had that came out. I'm telling you, man, they have them in four packs, 15% off on Mondays. You got to go to the brewery. They open up at 11 a.m. It's False Idol Brewing. It's right there in North Richland Hills. It's just north of 183 off Boulevard 26. So if you can swing by, like maybe on your lunch break or on your way home from work or whatever, get over there on Monday evening. That is the time to get over to False Idol Brewing. And then, of course, on Fridays, they put out their new releases. But Monday, man, that 15% off, that is, for craft that's beer, that's dog. a damn good deal. No, that's legit, Doc. That takes your taxes and a little something-something for you. Yeah, it really does, man. I mean, you know, it may not seem like a lot, but if, if you spend, you know, you buy a few 
few six pack or excuse me a few four packs or whatever that'll add up real quick for you so get on over there it's local it's family owned it's one of the best if not the very best breweries in the entire north texas area i mean they are just putting out elite level beer i miss the hell out of these guys man i mean i miss elite level beer it's harder to come by over here just is <laughs> no fossil is fantastic man i'm a big fan of all of the stats that they've ever put out so check them out. You can find them on their Instagram for their daily updates and all that. It's False Idol Brewing. And also, of course, HFX Foundation Repairs Solutions, rather, HFX Foundation Solutions. They are a foundation repair company. They service all of DFW. If you've noticed, temperature changes and weather changes and stuff can always be wonky on soil. So if you've noticed the cracks, the sticking doors, the sloped floors and things of that nature, anything that you start to kind of feel uneasy about, I would say just give them a call. I mean, it's Aaron, it's local, it's family. Give them a call. Be like, hey, man, heard about you guys on the Jam Session podcast, and I noticed this and this, 817-770-0174, and he'll schedule you a free inspection to have his guys come out and see if there's something that you caught early. Nah, man, you know, there's a reason why we always say it's a colonoscopy for your house, man. You get the full checkup, which doesn't cost you a thing, and, hey, if you get good news, hey, it's all clear, popping bottles baby you ain't got nothing to worry about and if there is a problem i guarantee you they've probably caught it before it turned into a much bigger much more expensive problem so there's no good reason not to have them come check it out there isn't at all it, it's it's such a better thing for you like Jacques just said if you, if you go ahead have them come out get that peace of mind and reality of it is look if there is something wrong if you catch it early, it's going to help you down the line. It's 817-770-0174. A-rated with the Better Business Bureau, HFX Foundation Solutions. Also, you can go to their website online, hfxfoundation.com. So, yes, it is an interesting time in the NFL. Now, currently right now, as we record this, you've got the Steelers and the Seahawks are playing, and the Steelers are up early, early in this one as – Probably not much of a surprise considering the Seahawks have Geno Smith as their quarterback. But when you look around the landscape of the NFL, the NFC team, the Seahawks are playing the Steelers, but both teams tomorrow night, Buffalo and Tennessee, obviously are AFC. In the NFC, if the Seahawks somehow win this game, they'll be three and three. But there are five teams right now that seem to be the cream of the crop, and Dallas is one of them. Green Bay is five and one. Tampa's five and one. Out in the West, Arizona is six and zero, oh, and the Rams are five and one. Dallas five and one is a part of that group. There is no other team in the NFC that even has four wins. Everybody else is either two and three, three and two. The Lions are zero oh and six. The Giants are one and five. So the right. Cowboys right now are two games clear of everybody else except those five teams I named. And going into the bye. They have a three-game lead in their own division as Washington lost today. They're two and four. The Eagles lost on Thursday night. They're two and four. And the Giants suck ass. They're one and five. Well, the, the division essentially is over if the Cowboys do what they should do. Yeah. And that's great for them. Those are wins they should pick up at the end of the year um, to boost their record. And for me, man, it, it's all about can they get to maybe – 13 to 14 wins. That's what it's all about, man. It's about getting that playoff positioning so you can play hopefully one or two games at your stadium in a controlled environment where your offense can really do its thing. Um, so that, to me, is what it's all about. How many games can you get at home in the playoffs? You want as many as possible. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, so it doesn't matter who you're playing. You just got to stack wins, bro. 
Yes, and and that's what they're doing right now. And it's Arizona's right now the best team. I think they and Buffalo are the two best teams in the NFL. And and, and I yeah, I know Arizona's undefeated. I tend to put Buffalo a shade ahead of them, but Arizona's damn impressive, man. I mean, they have just come out of the box firing on all cylinders and you know they had the impressive win week one against the titans they had the impressive win over the rams and then today they went up into cleveland and just murdered the browns and kyler murray is playing out of his mind i mean this is a team we talk about the the cowboys and all the weapons they have they got a lot of weapons on that arizona offense too they've got two running backs and edmonds and connor they're not i don't think you put them on the zeke pollard combo level but they're right. they're capable of doing things like that rondell moore the rookie has really kind of been a, a jack of all trades swiss army knife that they can use and then with hopkins the speed of kirk you know they brought in aj green they made that trade for zach Ertz this week arizona's legit man dude i think the thing about it is they did what we always talk about young quarterbacks where we talked about that they've given them weapons at every level uh, they've given them playmakers. They've given them guys who can who can make big plays. And uh, when you got a guy like AJ Green, who's your third receiver now, or you know doesn't have as big a role as he had in Cincinnati, it's just one more weapon that you've got. Now it's going to be fun because they play the Texans next Sunday. That they'll mop the floor at the Texans. They'll be seven and zero Thursday night football, October twenty eighth. Yeah, they welcome in the Green Bay Packers. That'll be a nice one. That might be one of those epic Thursday night games because, you know, you look at Green Bay, who's 5-1, and one, who they got by the Bears today. They play Washington next week. You anticipate that Thursday nighter will be 7-0 and Arizona against 6-1 and Green Bay. Yeah, hell of a game. Hell of a game, man. I, that's going to be – yeah, and we know how it is. Thursday night football is really hit and miss. But, man, that should be an excellent matchup. So, you know, outside of that, I don't know. I mean – the Rams, when I see them, they always look like they've they're so good, and Stafford and and, and McVay just seem to fit each other. I I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's the the Cowboys are in this thing the, in a one game scenario against any of these teams. We already know they can take Tampa Bay to the brink. I right. I don't know for sure that any of these teams. I mean, look, Cowboys could play Green Bay and get Aaron Rodgers again in the playoffs. They could play. Arizona and, and have the same thing happen or I, I honestly believe they, they are capable of beating any team no I don't think there's any doubt about that man because they got the best they got to me the best offense because it's the best offense they can do both things most teams can do one and they might be pretty good in the other one they are equally powerful on both sides running and passing and uh, to me that makes them the most dangerous offense in the National Football League it's fun. This is a fun one, man. It was another fun one tonight. The Cowboys 5-1. and one. We'll still have our normal podcast schedule, of course. Next week, we won't have a Cowboys postgame that we're doing, but right. we'll roll forth. And, and it's going to be a fun week. we got a lot to discuss. We'll have some college football conversation maybe in the next podcast because, I mean, my God, dude, another seven ranked teams lost this weekend. Right. And I think we're going to have Tad Prescott on Tuesday. Are we? I think so. Dak Prescott's brother. Yeah, buddy. Man, look at that. Man, we'll just do a whole show with Tad. <laughs> we could because he's got a lot of opinions. He's got a podcast coming out on October 25th, and I think we'll talk to him a little bit about that. Okay. NFL-based podcast. So, yeah, should be fun. Right. Yeah, that will be fun. I look forward to talking to him. I want to know, did he ever did he ever hold down Dak and open up a bag of farts on his face? Oh, definitely got to ask about that. Oh, I will because that's what I did to my brother's. 
<laughs> You're such a kind-hearted guy. That's what brothers do, man. I mean, brothers in title know. I mean, brothers fight, you know, but brothers always back each other up, and they seem he rem, he and Dak remind me a lot of my me and my brother Chris. Where I bet I bet they. You know, they wrestled and fought a bit, but I guarantee you they backed each other up without, you know, any hesitation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they uh, they got some brotherly love that's up there, man. And so it's uh, it'll be fun to talk to them. We're going to try to work that out. Uh, we talked about it, and uh, let's see if we can get it done. And then we got to ask them, you know, you asked Dak, you know, show me the money or, or how much fucking money do you need was the exact quote <laughs> that you asked Dak when we were at camp. You know, just right. asked Tad, like, hey, Tad, you know, like, when you guys go out to dinner, do you try to pay? And Dak's like, no, bro, I got this. Like, come on. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, uh, on a real, I bet he tries to pay sometimes just because he knows it's coming back to him. Yeah, because I, I can tell him that story. You know, my brother Chris does very well. And, I mean, he's obviously not a $200 millionaire like Dak is. But, you know, there have been times where I'll go out with Chris. He's like, no, no, I got you. I got you. And one time uh, he went to the bathroom when we went to a place and I immediately went and bought us some beers. He's like, I was going to get it. And I was like, dude, let me buy you a beer for once. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's all about love. bro. It is. It is. So be looking forward to that this week. Todd Archer this week, Ed Werder, Clarence Hill Jr. Secret audio of a Cowboys homer. We'll have all of that coming later this week as well. Continue telling your friends, man, we've had a lot of growth in the last month or so. This is a fun ride. It's it's. I love this. I love sitting down after the games and going through everything. And so hope you guys enjoy this and keep helping us grow it together. And we'll talk to you later in the week. Thanks for listening to the Jam Session podcast. Make sure to find us on Instagram at Jam Session Cast. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter at McMatt Radio and at JJT underscore journalist. Our podcast is sponsored by Greening Law, a personal injury law firm in Dallas, Texas. Greening Law fights the legal battle so you'll have time for healing and renewal. Give them a call at 972-934-8900. Greening Law, Office, Dallas, Texas. Also brought to you by Hector Flores with Modern Woodman of America. Let him help you secure your family's future. You can give him a call at 940-453-3490. As always, thanks to Purple Elephant Music for the music you hear at the end and the beginning of each episode. He, of course, is the radio, TV, and now podcast star, the sexy Jean-Jacques Taylor. And me, I'm just a guy, Matt McLaren. We'll catch you next time right here on the Jam Session Podcast, available everywhere you listen to podcasts.